You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Lions, Locked on Podcast. Now we're on a Thursday, July 29th and a Friday, July 30th. Welcome, everybody. Matt Derry with you. Justin Rogers, the great Justin Rogers from the Detroit News, will be our guest today as we'll talk about training camp number two, which is or day number two, which is in the books. The Lions worked out again today in Allen Park. We're brought to you today by our friends at the Locked on Live NBA Draft Show tonight. NBA Draft GOAT Chad Ford, Locked on NBA Draft host Rafael Barlow, and Locked on NBA host John Corrales will be live covering the NBA Draft. 7 o'clock tonight, Locked on NBA Draft Show 2021, brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked on NBA on YouTube today. Find it on YouTube and watch our live coverage tonight at 7 on the Locked on Podcast Network. You can find me on Twitter at Dairy Speaks at Locked On Lions, and also go to the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. JR will be on momentarily, a lot to discuss and cover as far as the Lions go for day number two of training camp today. Dan Campbell saying this morning, two, two position battles he's really looking forward to seeing. And he actually corrected himself. He first said safety and then inside linebacker, and they said, no, 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 inside linebacker first, then safety. Of course, the Lions have Alex Anzalone. They have Jamie Collins. But then, what about some of the other guys? You know, where does the rookie, Barnes, from Purdue, stand as far as how much burn is he going to get? What about the trimmed-down Jelani Tavai? Where is he in this pecking order inside linebacker? The Lions inside linebackers for years have been horrible. I have told you, I have talked about it on this show, I've bitched about it on this show, that that's been a weak spot for this team for years. And Jared Davis was a weak spot for years. Ironically enough, uh, Jared uh, uh, was uh, talking to the New York media yesterday, said he was miserable the last couple of years in Detroit. Didn't really say why, didn't really go into detail and bash his coaches, just said he was unhappy and and uh, and and was going through a lot of things and nearly quit the game. Nearly quit the game of football. And now he has a new lease on life with the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. That's fantastic for the kid. Bottom line is, he was a first-round pick here that was a bust. End of story. Didn't even get a fifth-year option picked up. So there's that uh, that's on the table. But inside linebacker safety, uh, that safety room is weak as well. Uh, I'm rooting for Dean Marlowe to uh, take the spot from Will Harris, who I don't think is very good. But again, Aubrey Pleasant, the, spe- uh, the defensive backs coach, along with Aaron Glenn, those guys are going to coach these kids up. They're going to be better. I think Tracy Walker is going to be much better. Hopefully Will Harris gets coached up or Marlowe or whomever, and that'll be an interesting spot to watch as well. Also today, Taylor Decker did a 180, told the media he did get vaccinated. If you recall, it was months ago at minicamp where he said he was not vaccinated, uh, not going to get vaccinated, and didn't want to get into why. And obviously there's, you know, everybody's personal preference and whether you are a vaxxer, anti-vaxxer, want to have this discussion. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. But regardless, Decker did say he had a change of heart 
and uh, elected to get vaccinated. So, look, if the Lions can stay healthy, stay out of the COVID protocols and be on COVID lists and everybody gets vaccinated and we can move forward and the team is ready to play and has healthy bodies out on the field and nobody that is uh, in protocols or anything else, that would be wonderful. And uh, that that's kind of what you're looking for. So um, that's kind of day two uh, in a little bit of a, a nutshell. Justin Rogers was there. He'll give us more of an in-depth look at what took place. We'll do that coming up next. Our episode of Locked On Lions today is brought to you by Rock Auto. Ever-increasing numbers of makes and models out there. It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning from the person behind the counter? Stop doing that. Go to rockauto.com. Your computer can take you right there. Or your phone, whatever it is, R-O-C-K-Auto.com. Go to rockauto.com and order your auto parts today that you need. It can be anything, all right? Tail lamps, motor oil, brake parts, even new carpet. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? That is just dumb, all right? They got everything at rockauto.com. And the prices are reliably low for every customer. All right, go to the website, rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car, truck, and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Always enjoy uh, our conversations with this man. Covers the Lions for the Detroit News. He was the first one to ask Dan Campbell a a question as training camp started, so he gets credit for that as well. It's our main man, Justin Rogers. JR, how are you? Uh, I'm still a little bit in that vacation mindset, so let's let's go slow. Let's keep keep the pace at a leisurely pace here. I don't agree with that. Uh, You asked some great pointed questions yesterday uh, in the first presser. You were you were you were spry. You were into it. I I don't agree. I I think you're in rare. I think you're in midseason form. (laughs) Okay, that's that's one man's opinion. (laughs) How's it feel to be down in Allen Park? You know, it's it's always that that first week back from training camp is is tough to kind of get back in the minds. And I think that's just anybody at any job where they take two plus weeks off, right? Like you, you just get into that, that rhythm that the job is such a grind from July through really, you know, mandatory minicamp and particularly this year with all these uh, rare events of uh, new GM, new coach trading the, the franchise quarterback. Like this was just such a brutal calorie year. Uh, so I, I really uh, relaxed extra hard this year, and, and so it's it's just trying to get back in the rhythm. But you know, it's it's still kind of a post-COVID world. The setup is a little bit more relaxed this year, but it's unique. We're working not in the media room, but in a like a, a professional tent outdoors. And uh, I, I personally, I like it. It's nice to have some some fresh air while you're typing, even if it's it's 85 degrees and you're sweating a little bit. Oh, who who do they put you next to though? Do you have enough room and space? And hopefully, it's it's somebody wearing deodorant. Oh, I can. You can sit. We we don't have assigned seats. We're, <laughs> we're, we're grown men and women. But uh, you know, I sat next to Burkett today. Figures you know, two guys stay there the longest, sit next to each other. It worked out pretty well. All right, Dave's good people. That that that, that did that did uh, work out well. All right, tell me about the whole vaccination thing. And I know we can't spend the whole time talking about it. I don't think the listeners want to hear it either. But 
where do the Lions sit on it? And and really, some of these teams obviously have the Cole Beasley situation in Buffalo, and I know the Colts. That's that's all they're talking about at Indy right now is that the Colts are so uh, lowly uh, and slowly vaccinated. Um, what about uh, in Allen Park? You know, I think they've made more progress than maybe I anticipated when when kind of addressing that subject back in. Uh, April and, and May, it seemed like there was a little bit more reluctance. And I think, you know, with, with a guy like Taylor Decker acknowledging that the Heat kind of come around and, and gotten it done and DeAndre Swift the day before talking about how some of the, the NFL's policies with, you know, much more stringent testing for the unvaccinated being kind of the the thing that propelled him across the finish line. Uh, the Lions are now at over 80%. Um, you know, they're they're clearly not announcing the players, but you know there there are signs kind of of, of which guys are, are still kind of uh sitting on the fence you know they're they're coming out onto the practice field in masks they want to practice in masks which is is weird but they have to walk out of the building and walk into the building with them so you know you you get a sense for you know five or six or seven guys i think i've seen walking out including you know some guys that are are most likely going to be on the 53-man roster so you know there's going to be some holdouts and um you know it's it's obviously a personal decision it's not one that i necessarily agree with but um you know they're they're taking on inherent risks with you know their profession and they know that and that's um you know the decision they made justin rogers with us from the detroit news here on locked on lions on this thursday day two of training camp in the books i was on this uh, sports grid show this morning and they asked me about uh, the Lions, and they say, oh, is there, are they biting kneecaps? Why is it that all every national person, when talking about Dan Campbell, is still still enamored with the kneecap biting? Can we, can we move on from that? I, I would hope so. You know, I think and we, we obviously have moved on locally, but you know how it is. Like, Detroit isn't a national appeal, uh, particularly now. You know, they don't have the, the superstar pull of a Calvin Johnson or a Barry Sanders. They're not getting thrown on uh, many nationally televised games outside of their their Thanksgiving tradition. So the national media only gets these really, really tiny snippets of, of what this franchise is about. And particularly in a moment like that, which was, you know, certainly colorful and, and over the top, you know, people have latched onto it. So I get it. It's it's already, you know, you're, you're in the same boat as I am. You, you roll your eyes when you hear it. It's like get some new material and that's, uh, I guess something we kind of have grown used to in this town period with, with some of our franchises and even our city in a lot of ways, uh, you know, the, the stick gets old, but you, you just, um, I, I guess you roll with the punches when you agree to do interviews like that. Oh, I don't think there's any question. And uh, people are into it. And, and, and I will say this. I mean, I think the fans have rallied around Dan Campbell, the Danimal or whatever you want to call him. And I think, uh, there is an energy and excitement, it seems like, uh, in that building right now, right? Yeah, I mean, he's he's been really fun to cover as a media member. And, you know, it's not something, like, I really sit back and, and think about a lot. You know, look at the guys I've covered. I've covered Jim Schwartz. I've covered Jim Caldwell, who, uh, great human being, not particularly entertaining to cover as a, as a reporter. You know, not a very uh, colorful individual in terms of quotes and... Um, personality and then uh you know matt patricia which um you know really put a damper on the job in in many ways for for so long and then you got you know campbell today uh just you know talking about a pretty annual topic about you know not seeing guys in pads and he calls them pajama warriors and it's like 
it's it's just the way he expresses himself, uh, the way he says things, uh, his intensity, his genuine, I think, joy and excitement to be in the role that, you know, makes makes it a little bit more fun to do the job on a day to day basis. And, um, you know, that that's the way it's resonating with me. And, and you, you better believe that it's resonating with the players in that same manner. I think guys really, really enjoy playing for this guy. And, you know, when he's going out there and he's doing the the 40 up downs, which I I mean, I don't, I don't think I could do 40 right now. I'm, I'm, a little, I'm, I'm getting there, getting in a little bit better shape. But when he's going out there and he's he's doing that, like I think guys love that kind of stuff. It's it's not corny or over the top like sometimes you see with Jim Harbaugh. It's it, it it's more connecting with the players and, and you know grown men more than college kids too. Does it work though? I mean, do you think it's a little sticky and do you think it'll get old, or do you think this is just who this guy is? And yeah, I mean, we we've seen every shtick in the books. With this franchise and the head coaches, whether it's, you know, the Harley Davidson with Morningwig or, you know, uh, Rod Marinelli and the shovel. You know, there, there, there's been some sticky stuff. I mean, even Jim Schwartz's fist bumps. Um, but but you think this is just who he is and he's not doing it to be sticky. That's that's what Dan Campbell's all about. Yeah, you know, I heard a story just recently about the the morning wig, uh, you know, in the motorcycle drive off, and it was it was so staged that they told a national reporter who was there not to leave early because there was something that he needed to see after practice. Like that that just tells you everything you need to know about what he was trying to accomplish and how over the top it was. And I look at Campbell and I use this word a lot with him. Like it's genuine. Like he is a very authentic and genuine human being. And, you know, obviously if the lions go out and win three games and go three and 14, like, you know, there's going to be a segment of the fan base that's just going to be done with it immediately. But if you are in for the the long haul with this this rebuild, which you know is is probably safely two more than likely three years, um, and and he continues to to resonate with players, and you know, players talk in this league. They talk to other players. They talk to their agents. People people will want to play. I think for Dan Campbell, I, I genuinely believe that. And so, if if you let this thing see its way through, it's not just Campbell, by the way. It's it's also the the, the staff he's put together. Guys like Aaron Glenn and. Um, uh, uh, the defensive backs coach, who's I don't know why the name is Aubrey like, Pleasant. Vacation mode is is still in place, but guys like that, like guys want to play for those coaches. They're 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 fun. They're intense. They uh, they're the type of guys that can make you better. And so, um, you know, I, 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 you're always going to find fans that are going to be, um, you know ready to give up on something really quickly. But I, I do think that this works a little bit more because of Campbell's authenticity. More with Justin Rogers. Let's ask him about uh, some position battles and what he's seen the first couple of days being there in person in Allen Park. When we come back, first bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. NBA draft tonight. Want to put some money down and where you think guys will go. Or even the Tiger game tonight against the Orioles. You can do that at betonline.ag. Get all the latest news and odds, info for everything you need, including UFC and MMA. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. I told you the other day at betonline.ag, they dropped the Lions' win total from 5 to 4.5. See all the teams there at betonline.ag and what that number is. Go to the website now, sign up today, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code LOCKEDON 
BetOnline is your online sportsbook expert. Our friend JR, Justin Rogers from the Detroit News with us here on Locked On Lions on this Thursday. What stands out, Justin, about what you've seen? I know it's two days of practices, like you said, in pajama warriors is what Dan Campbell's calling them, no pads. But anything that uh, has stood out to you so far? You know, not a whole lot. There hasn't been uh, a tremendous amount of, of full-speed reps. And, you know, the, the amount there has been obviously is being divided between uh, three three tiers on the depth chart. Um, you know, some of the, I guess, the more interesting things is is the the first team reps that Aline McNeil's getting, the defensive tackle, third round pick. Uh, you know, he's he's plugged right in there with the first group at uh, at that nose tackle, like directly over the center. And you know, I'm really intrigued by how this safety battle is going to shake out. I, I genuinely expect that Tracy Walker will will rebound after his awful year last year, being put out of place. Uh, but it's that second safety spot that that's interesting. Will Harris has always had loads of potential. Kid goes to Boston College, so you know he's super smart. But it's just never clicked for him on this level. He doesn't no. have the tape that Tracy Walker put, you know, on on for the first two seasons. But you have to believe that there's there's you know talent to squeeze out of the, out of you know his skill set. And so uh, you know he's getting some burn with the first team. And obviously Dean Marlowe, the the guy they brought in from from Buffalo, who was kind of the the third fiddle in a pretty deep uh, secondary there. Um, you know, I think that's a, a position battle I'm going to be more interested in watching. Of course, once they get the pads on next week, you know, you want to see where where Panay Sewell is in this offensive line that um, is is I think very rightfully hyped as as the best unit on the the squad. Dan Campbell said uh, too, inside linebacker, he's interested in that battle. What, 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 where do you think that'll shake out? You know, I still think that ultimately it's probably going to be, um, you know, Jamie Collins and, and Alex Anzalone, um, you know, kind of handling the, the the starters' duties. Obviously, they're going to want to get, uh, you know, Derek Barnes in the mix there, right? Um, you know, he's he's a younger player. He didn't play a ton off the ball at Purdue. It was kind of a, um, you know, hybrid role there where he was edge rushing just as much as he was, you know, playing in coverage or actually probably a lot more than he was playing in coverage. But, you know, I think he's the – pictured as the long-term solution so um you know i, I think maybe uh you, i go back to tracy walker and the way that, that he was kind of introduced to his role as, as a rookie and, and playing you know uh, a series here and a series there for um a team that had glover quinn and and quandre Diggs kind of already locked into those spots i, I, th- I think you look at that and maybe that's the way they go about with with bringing Derek barnes in slowly and, and implementing him with uh, the idea of being 2022 the, the big year and you know i guess we're all really watching for Jelani Tavai like you know I think we gave up on him and with good reason you know after last season but you know he did go this offseason and and really commit to to dropping a ton of weight and and meeting the the goals and expectations the coaching staff had for him he is moving better I don't know if it's going to translate to to better performance on the field but you know he's going to get a crack to to have a role on this team and through the preseason you know, Tavai says they wanted him to be lighter. Obviously, the previous regime just was just locked and loaded on bigger players and guys with a lot of weight on, which made absolutely no sense, and it obviously didn't work. Then you got Jared Davis yesterday basically saying, I almost quit football, I was miserable. Um, I guess it goes back to, can you see already how guys are kind of, even if it's just not in pads yet, but 
kind of kind of bought into the staff. I mean, that's 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 a big selling point, and maybe a reason why they'll 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 crack four and a half, five wins and go over that total, is because the staff's just better. Yeah, I mean, it's it's both sides of the ball, but particularly on on defense, I think those guys are resonating. You know, I mentioned Pleasant earlier. I you know I genuinely believe that Aaron Glenn with even a modicum of success with the 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 personality that he has is really prime to be a head coach in this league he just he has it when you talk to him you just you see it uh, on the practice field and then you see it in his media sessions like the guy just has it and you know obviously brings a a great resume to the table as a as a 15-year uh, guy who you know played at a, a pro bowl level for, for quite a few seasons and you know he's seen a lot of different schemes and you know players just really seem to to dig what he's bringing to the table so um yeah, I mean, I, I do see it. Anything that uh, is catching your eye on offense and, and this receiving core, I mean, which obviously is is lacking in a lot of big names or, or even talent for that matter. But, you know, like Amon Ross St. Brown, I know, has turned some heads already and staying after late, jugs machine, everything else. But where do you see that uh, so far? Yeah, I, you know, I'm not seeing it with the receivers right now. And, you know, I, I think you could say that you're not seeing it on paper, obviously, as, as well. But, um you know, there's just nothing happening in the intermediate and deep parts of the field right now. Most of the completions today were, you know, of the check down variety or the, the quick short pass variety. Um, you know, the, the guy that's having maybe the most success downfield and uh, of no surprise is, is TJ Hawkinson. Um, the receivers in golf just, you know, it's it's very, very early. And there's a lot of time to still kind of build that, that chemistry within the new scheme. But, um, you know, I, I could see that unit being the dead weight, the anchor to the offense that I guess we all thought it might be. And, you know, that's, there's a history of that. I mean, you can go by back and, you know, read different years about, you know, where the media kind of identified or our fans for that matter, identified a weakness on the team before the season started. I still remember uh, Jim Schwartz in one of his end of the season press conferences, like, you guys all wrote about it before the season. You saw it, and there it was. That's that's exactly what happened. Like, we all see that this wide receiver core is is weak. Um, you know, I haven't seen a whole lot from Perriman. Uh, Williams has, has flashed a couple times, and you know, I I just haven't seen it with Amon Ross St. Brown yet. You know, I went back and I watched his college film, and I didn't see it honestly too much in the college film. There's another guy there. Um, I think Drake Jackson is his name. He's a sophomore that's, that's going to be draft eligible this year, but he was clearly the superior talent on that USC squad. So, um, you know, could could Amon Ra Brown because hey, Brown become the, the the Cooper Cup of this team? I, maybe, but I, I'm not seeing that now. I'm, I'm just I'm not, and you know, I don't want to pump up a guy. No, that, that's, you know, that's that's honest uh, honest assessment there. And, and again, I know you've read it, you've written it, and. Uh, many people have written it as well. Like he's almost like the shiniest <laughs> toy in the broken toy box. You know, it's not. It's a good, good analogy. It really is. <laughs> well, I could have gone another think, place. Right? I could have gone another place, but you know, yeah. it, it's it's not. You know, it's like, oh, I'm on Ross St. Brown. Well, there's a reason why he was like the 15th or whatever receiver taken. I mean, it might it might not. You hope he's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, he strikes me as a, as a possession guy, right? And and listen, he could play inside and out in the slot, but I don't think he's going to beat a whole lot of guys deep. I, th- I think he's going to use his body to his advantage, his, his frame, and he's, you know, going to make some tough catches with 
minimal yak for maybe some some chain moving catches in the middle but i don't know i i don't know which one of my colleagues it was you know these things filter across my feed but somebody was talking about him as a fantasy option and I, you know like fantasy <laughs> yes. is fuzzy headlines let's go there's no way in hell oh, come on i can advise anyone to draft <laughs> a lions receiver like you got to be in a 22 team league with 14 receivers like it's bad it's like when jared goff here is the 49th best selling jersey like that's about where the receivers are. They're like the 49th best in the NFL. Like, <laughs> oh, this golf thing. Hey, the jerseys are, are, are hot off the racks. I love it. It's uh, it's it's something to talk about. Because the who's, again, because the national buying? media hates him. They think he's horrible. So, and well, Kyle Mikey. Kyle Mikey hates him too. Kyle hates him. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll let Kyle know that he hates Jared Goff. He might not know, but I I, I don't have an opinion on Goff. I mean, I listen. I I watched Matthew Stafford practice for a long time and. Uh, I've watched Jared Goff practice for two months. And if I'm comparing what I saw for a long time to what I've been seeing for maybe a total of eight practices, like, yeah, Matthew Stafford is a clearly superior quarterback. But you're talking about a guy that's coming in with a a new system and a new scheme and new receivers, new coaches. Like, I've seen a lot of players struggle through their first couple months that they've kind of got acclimated. So I'm not even close to ready to to pass any kind of – judgment on Jared Goff. The one thing I will say is, man, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, at, like Taylor Decker said today, I'm not a QB expert. Like I've watched a lot of QB play, but I'm not an expert, but something about the way Goff delivers the ball. It is so incredibly effortless and smooth. Like just his, his form and the way that ball comes out of his hand, it just, it's, it's as fluid as I've ever seen. Uh, so I guess he's got that going for him. Which is nice. Uh, by the way, um, Justin Rogers, Detroit News, we appreciate your time. Uh, we are only three days away from August. That is, I've already nicknamed him. Uh, Tim Boyle will be Mr. August in this town. So are you preparing yourself for the Tim Boyle finale? You know it's coming. He's, yeah, well, he'll he light it up in the start. preseason and everybody's going to go nuts. The fans. Well, he yeah. should probably start performing better than David Blau in practice. Oh, like, listen, nobody nobody in the quarterback Uh-oh. group is performing well, but in terms of who's had a better overall slate of passes from these eight or ten practices I've watched, like, I, I think um, Blau has been the better better quarterback on the practice field. Oh, but, wow. You know, Blau was the better quarterback than, than Chase Daniel, too, for oh, a, a good stretch <laughs> because he knew at the time, like, he knew the system, right? Like, again, Boyle's just – I don't know how many how many carryovers Blau has here, but you know at least there's some familiarity and comfort level with what's going on around him. So uh, who who knows? I'm I'm ready for any Mister preseason right now, right? Like <laughs> after a year of no preseason and yeah, a month and a half of camp. Like listen, I gotta write something about somebody. So for the love of God, somebody somebody stand out. Was it the Tennessee game when Chase Daniel threw an out pattern and it took like six bounces into the into the into the Lions uh sideline? It was like he can't even throw the ball five yards. I don't know. At that point I was probably already writing a game story. <laughs> this this one is done. I didn't need to watch Chase Daniel throw oh, the ball to, to know it was done. Uh, all right, Justin, always a pleasure. Indeed. Justin Ro- Justin Rogers, Detroit News. Uh, check out his work at debtnews.com as well. We'll do this all again tomorrow.